Hello, and welcome to Truth or Lie, a podcast where we look into known spectacles, psychological facts, true crime cases, and basically everything else you can think of. As mentioned in the podcast description, every chapter consists of three episodes, one of them entirely fictional, and two based on real facts. Today's episode is In the Name of Science. So the first experiment on the list is a little Albert experiment done in 1920 to a baby whose mother worked at the hospital. So it's basically Pavlov's dog but on a baby. They test the idea of human conditioning by making a loud banging noise whenever the baby was around a white object. After multiple steps and levels of trials of this, the baby became terrified of anything white and fluffy, even the beard of Santa Claus. The whole thing was probably pretty traumatic for the baby. So, the issue. He might be suffering from the same irrational fears. He might have, the fears might have even grown. But since his real identity is unknown, we probably will never know. It's also very, very probable that it's affected his life at one point and keeps him from living a normal life. So, the second experiment is the Bobo doll experiment conducted by Bandura in ni- between the years of 1961 and 1963. The study investigated the effects of violent media exposure to the behavior of children. The subjects are also separated into categories based on their gender. So, the main independent variable here is the child's exposure to violent content by an adult. Some of the kids were shown an adult treating a Boba doll kindly, serving it tea and such, while the other kids were shown an adult punching, kicking, generally acting violently towards a doll. I think it even had, like, a gun involved. So the results show that the kids exposed to violent behavior treated the Boba doll in a similarly violent manner. The other kids behaved the same way that they were behaving before the experiment was conducted. Like, how their behavior was recorded before. So, what's the problem with this one, then? Actually, it's quite similar to the problem with little Albert. Endangering children and possibly changing the course of their lives, making them more prone to violent behavior. How those children have adapted to life after this experience is unfortunately unknown due to anonymity and confidentiality rules. So, um, basically from this you can infer that they don't really care about the ethical violations but obviously confidentiality is key but it is because i mean i feel like if the kids were also globally known it would have made their lives a little bit harder so number three is the infamous stanford prison experiment by philip zimbardo conducted in 1971 that lasted for six days even though it was actually supposed to take one to two weeks um, Howard students were fake arrested and taken to a model prison on campus. So they actually did know that this experiment was going to take place, but obviously, as it is with so many psychological experiments, they didn't know the exact extent. But in this case, it's that they didn't know they were going to be like actually arrested in front of their houses and stuff, in front of, like, the their loved ones or whatever so that might also be so that might already be kind of alarming some people so they divide them into two groups prisoners and guards 
The prisoners must wear dresses and are assigned numbers that are used to refer to them, so that's basically their only form of identification, which means it devoids them of real identity, they don't have freedom, they have limited food and water and housing, and everything here is done to humiliate them as much as possible, including making them wear dresses, including, um, for example, not letting them smoke or do anything else that they want to do. Soon it gets even worse. The guards, under influence of what we can assume was the desirability bias, which is thinking that Zimbardo and the other researchers want them to do this, start treating the quote-unquote prisoners, who are really close to losing it because they don't have identities or no contact with family except for visitor hours, they start to treat the prisoners really bad, like refusing to give them food, taking away their beds, toilets as punishment, or physical punishment, such as push-ups, spitting on their faces, stand, making them stand for extended amounts of time, and lots and lots of verbal assault. One of the prisoners, uh, number 8612, um, whose actual name is Douglas Corpy, even begs to leave, and despite the fact that he should just be let out, actually needs to beg and he isn't let out until he has a mental breakdown and says, Jesus Christ, I'm burning up inside. I can't stay another night. I just can't take it anymore. Which obviously isn't okay because this is a volunteer-based experiment, so the volunteers should be able to leave whenever they want without any consequence. Throughout this whole experience, they can only see their loved ones on visitor days, and obviously they have very limited contact for a limited amount of time, which can irritate them as well. A little after, they're presented to a fake court and told that they will be let out if they agree to give back the money. Or not give back, but like, they agree to not receive the money that they were promised. Which, again, is wrong. And again, unethical, because they can just leave whenever they want, legally, without any without any consequence whatsoever they should just be able to receive their money no stress and you know all that <clears throat> and some of the prisoners actually take this deal because at this point they don't believe that they're real like separate people anyway they don't believe that they deserve freedom and so this is the only way that they can actually be let out the prisoners also buy into this whole thing because of how the guards are acting towards them, honestly, they're not wrong. So, um, this is all going really badly, right? So you would assume that the researcher, someone who is like very credible in the field, would be able to put a stop to it and go, hey, there's something wrong with this. I should probably stop and not harm these like college students any longer. But he doesn't. Until Zambardo's girlfriend presents an ultimatum to him, he doesn't stop the experiment, but when his girlfriend goes over and says, hey, like, this really isn't okay, you're harming these individuals really, really badly, then he stops the experiment. So, um, okay, what's wrong with this? Do I even need to say? I guess, okay, so obviously there's deception, there's a fake arrest, there's the not knowing, like, that everything's gonna be so limited and serious. For the prisoners mostly 
and for the guards, I I know it's like the desirability bias isn't a direct fault of the researchers because it's just human nature, something that you can't really control. But they should have been able to at least limit it to a certain point. And they could do, have done this if they weren't so involved with the whole thing, but they were. Even Zimbardo himself was like kind of role-playing as the prison warden or something. So they were all in this. And so because they were so involved with the whole experiment, the guards, I guess, assumed that they should be going all out. Okay, so obviously there's the physical and mental harm part, and they're probably lasting effects of this. I mean, I saw um, interviews of the prisoners and the guards after the experiment was finished, and they were all kind of in shock. One of the guards um, was saying, I didn't know that I had this in me, and like, I'm really scared now, and stuff like that. And obviously the prisoners, I mean, it probably took them a while to get used to living in the real world. Another problem with this, uh, it's not really ethical, but that the aim isn't really clear, or it's not made clear. I I guess the aim is um, to research, to investigate how the American prison system affects the individuals in the prison, but it doesn't really work because there are way too many confounding variables. For example, I mean, most, I'm not saying like, there are some unrighteous I, I don't know I'm not saying that like every single person who's ever gone to prison deserves being there but um compared to this experiment and the people in it and stuff um most people in a prison have done something bad and that's why they're there but here they are fully aware that they haven't done anything to go to prison and so it it would affect them differently also because they would be confused as to why they're there. Anyway, and there's also the issue, which is the ability to exit whenever they can't. They have to, like, present themselves out of court to be able to exit, which is wrong. And furthermore, like I said, there's a clear aim, there's too many variables, and there's a clear con conclusion because they screwed it up before they could get proper results. So that was it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And don't forget to check out the podcast Instagram account at Pod for extra materials and announcements about following episodes. Once again, thank you for listening and see you next week.